0: This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast,
1: episode 209-inch. On this episode, we rank the definitive top five songs from Weird Al's fourth studio album, Polka Party.
2: It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird
0: Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's
2: Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. And inch Weird
0: Al podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are.
2: And
1: inch Weird Al podcast. Hello, 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 Ethan. Oh, hey, Dave. You know what I was thinking? It's been quite a while since we've done one of our absolutely fabulous, stupendous famous definitive top five weird al song rankings you know what i was thinking the exact same thing so should we just do an episode where we talk about our collections or or should we just no 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 let's do one a top five episode oh well that's a great idea what album should we do
0: well let's see how about polka party you know since i've already taken 11 pages of notes on it and ranked my top five songs
1: oh, well, that works for me, but why do you have 11 pages of notes if we just now decided to do a definitive top five moments ago?
0: Well, you know, I go through that exercise for each and every album before each and every episode, just in case you spring a surprise definitive top five on me. Well, that's time well spent, Dave. You know, I think so too. All right, before we dive right into our definitive
1: top five, let's cover what's happening in Weird Al related news. This past Monday was Weird Al's 64th
0: birthday. And to think, just last year, Weird Al was turning 63. Yeah, Dave, that's how the passage of time works. Oh, yeah, right. Hey, do you think anyone sent Weird Al one of his own American greeting smash up birthday videos? Maybe. All right. Well, how about to celebrate instead, let's
1: check out Al's horoscope for today. Scorpio, get ready for an unexpected trip when you fall screaming from an open window. Work a little bit harder on improving your low self-esteem, you stupid freak. Wow. That was spot on for Weird Al. Eerie. Eerie. I guess while we may have found it inconceivable or rather very least a bit unlikely that the relative position of the planets and the stars could have a special deep significance or meaning that exclusively applies to only Weird Al, we now have assurance that these forecasts and predictions are all based on solid, scientific, documented evidence so we would have to be some kind of morons not to realize that every single one of them is absolutely true! Where were we?
0: From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Weird Al podcast, happy birthday Al! And a pinch to grow too!
1: 2000 inches in other birthday news the city of downey california celebrated its 150th birthday on october 13th wow that makes it just 10 days and 86 years older than weird al from all of us here at Dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast happy 150th birthday to the birthplace of weird al Ooh, it looks like Weird Al will be taking part in this year's 2023 Vulture Festival, LA. According to their website, Vulture Festival is a pop culture spectacle where Vulture, the website, not the bird, comes to life right before your very eyes. Al's event is called Weird
0: Al Superlatives Live and takes place on Saturday, November 11th at 6 p.m.
1: Hollywood Star Time. The hour-long conversation with Weird Al will cover what he considers to be his most formative, most important, most challenging, challenging, and most loved songs. Well, hopefully he listens to this episode
0: before that event
1: so he can learn all about
0: the songs on Polka Party and what we collectively consider to be the most formative, most important, most challenging, and most loved tracks from that album.
1: I'm sure our list and Weird Al's list will be exactly the same, Dave. Well, our lists
0: are definitive, so if not, he's
1: going to have to update his list accordingly. Tickets are on sale right now, so head on over to VultureFestival.com for tickets and details. The annual New York Comic Con was held earlier this month from October 12th through October 15th. And just like last year's New York Comic Con, Sunday's program included a very special Weird Al-related event that didn't actually feature Weird Al in person. That's right, Weird Al
0: was not there, but Z2 Comics held a signing for their award-winning book, The Illustrated
1: Al, Songs of Weird Al Yankovic. On hand to sign were many contributors, including Gideon Kendall, Ryan Dunlavy, Rob Sikoric, Ruben Bowling, Sean Pryor, JJ Jackson, Fred Harper, Josh Bernstein, and past guest and friend of the podcast, Jeff McClelland. Our very own Jackie Rossi was
0: in attendance and reported that they were selling all three editions of the book: the standard edition, the alternate cover local comic shop day edition and the deluxe edition with the
1: slipcase. And in addition, they were also selling individual wax packs of the collector's cards that came with the deluxe editions.
0: Well, special thanks to Jackie for picking each of us up a book and a pack of cards, and of course, everyone who signed our books for us.
1: Some big news is brewing over at Team Showgals. the documentary about the Weird Al-themed burlesque troupe, Tight and Nerdy. First of all, they have announced that there is now a pre-rough cut of the film. How exciting! And second of all, if you back their Kickstarter campaign at a level that includes the 2024 ShowGals calendar, those will be shipping out soon. They have shared a few previews,
0: and we have to say, they are looking pretty stinking majestic.
1: It's not too late to contribute to this incredible film. So head over to ShowGalsTheMovie.com to donate, sign up to get email updates, and more.
0: Last week... Weird Al shared that SAG-AFTRA is restricting members from dressing up as characters from Struck
1: work. This led to Weird Al questioning whether he can dress up like himself this Halloween without upsetting his union.
0: And following that logic, does that mean that SAG-AFTRA members can't dress like us since we're in the film? And does that mean bikers can't dress like themselves? You know, it's all very worrisome, and we look forward to seeing how Weird Al handles his yearly
1: social media recap of his favorite Halloween costumes. And speaking of Halloween, congratulations go out to past guest and friend of the podcast, Adrian Vasquez, for winning his town's Halloween display contest. Adrian incorporated
0: Weird Al's spooky song, Slime Creatures from Outer Space, into his display this year,
1: so that's surely what put his house over the top. You can check out the video from Adrian's award-winning animated Halloween display over on our official Facebook group, group group.2000inch.com.
0: From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast, congratulations to you, Adrian, on your first-place spooky Halloween display.
1: Oh, that sound means that we've got a call on the 347 Spatula Hotline. The 347 Spatula Hotline is the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. All right, intern
0: Frank, let's hear that voicemail. Hi, Dave and Ethan, it's your old pal Ajax. Well...
2: It's been a few episodes since I heard a spatula call, so I thought I would attempt to remedy that. I enjoyed your Q&A recap and was relieved it wasn't a QAnon recap. I also really enjoyed your Bob Odenkirk meet and greet and bring something neat. You should have BO on the podcast. Bob Odenkirk, though, not body odor. Well, I
1: guess it would be okay if you had body odor on the podcast. You can't smell it through the stream. Anyway, bye, fellas. Well, thanks for the call, Ajax. Just because you don't hear a spatula call on an episode, it doesn't mean that we haven't already screened a dozen calls from fanatics asking if we'll marry them for the last time. Not yet.
0: And of course, each and every episode of David Ethan's Two Thousand Weird Out podcast is already recorded with tons and tons of bo. Just because you cannot smell intern Frank, it does not mean that we can't. <laughs> Sounds like we've got another spatula message. All right, Intern Frank, let's hear this one.
2: When hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when you might want to call a professional handyman to come over and inspect your house before the winter season hits. Just saying. I'm just funning with you guys. Hi there, Dave and Ethan. It's your old pal Chris, the cartoon-loving geek from Canada. Well, the Halloween season is upon us. So once again, I took the liberty of creating some festively funny pics to help spice up your Halloween hootenanny this year. And I gotta say, the skeletons in my town's local graveyard were real troopers. They had no problem posing for me. They even did a great rendition of the skeleton dance. And it turns out, they're big fans of your podcast, too. In fact, when the time came for me to put you guys in some costumes, they gave me lots of great ideas. But they insisted that it should be a surprise. So I guess you guys will just have to see your pictures to believe it. (laughs) Well, anyways, that being said, I sure hope you guys like them. And I sure hope they help with the decorum for your Halloween festivities this year. So until the next time we chat, you have a safe... Healthy and happy Halloween, and I'll catch you both on the flip side. See you later. Oh, wait, 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 wait. One more thing, one more thing, sorry. Um, Frank, if you're eavesdropping, which I'm pretty sure you are, I want you to know that I know that it was both you and your lousy cousin Francois that stole all of my candy corn flavored Canadian bacon treats that I had planned to give to the trick-or-treaters last year. And thanks to you two lousy slime balls, I had to give the kids mini Snickers bars instead. Like a Neanderthal! <laughs> if only you could have seen the disappointed looks on their faces. <laughs> well, mark my words, if I catch either of you two near my property or my candy treats this year... I'm going to do to you what Al did to that guy Marty from Albuquerque who was trying to carry that sofa up the stairs all by himself. You have been warned.
1: Well, that's it for me. Ciao, guys! Well, thanks for the call, Chris. Here's hoping your candy corn-flavored Canadian bacon doesn't get stolen again this year.
0: Well, you know how our intern Franks likes candy corn. Ugh, another reason to dislike him so much. You know, I didn't even know that they celebrated American Halloween in Canada. Thanks for that fun fact. And thanks, of course, for our awesome
1: artwork, Chris. Yes, this year, Dave, we are dressed as everyone's favorite characters from the Weird Al Show. Me as Papa Bully and you as Baby Bully.
0: And each of the skeletons that Chris drew are wearing Weird Al-themed costumes. We'll post the drawings over on our Facebook group at group.2008.com. And you can see for yourself and you can see if you can guess them all.
1: Thank you once again to Chris, our very own Weird Al-admiring cartoon-loving geek of a friend from Canada for these awesome drawings. And while we're on the subject of awesome podcast-related drawings from our friends,
0: Ron Jr. shared a fun preview of something he's working on in our Facebook group as well. So make sure you head on over to group.2000inch.com and check that out also.
1: And I suppose that means we have another call. Let's hear it, Frank hi
2: Dave hi Ethan it's Jackson Stoggins, Tom traveler extraordinaire and guest on episode 69 inch as well as uh, 420 inch also I was in the Mankato Minnesota review self-indulgent bonus episode um I was just calling to ask if you guys knew of any good vegan uh, burrito spots and if not, if you guys know of have any good vegan burger spots, specifically in
1: Albany, New York. Let me know. Hope all's well. Uh, stay cheesy. Wow. Thanks for the timely call, Jackson. You
0: know, as luck would have it, we were just about to do an ad that I think you will find very informative and very relevant to your interests.
1: This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh, beautiful, it's also not quite what Jackson was looking for. Sorry, Jackson. While there are no vegan burrito
0: nor vegan burger spots in or around Darwin, Minnesota, nor Minnesota,
1: nor the Midwest in general, they do have
0: troubles number two.
1: Now don't be fooled by the number two. Just because the name means crap, it doesn't mean the food tastes like crap.
0: And just because they aren't number one, it doesn't mean they aren't, uh, number one. You can enjoy delicious Kraft macaroni and cheese. Or enjoy the dish named after our very own Dave of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, me. Oh, you mean David's Pizza Rolls? Well, after we had their pizza for my birthday in Darwin, they decided to add my special pizza to the menu, David's Pizza
1: Rules. No, 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 Dave. Rolls, not rules. And you're Dave, not David. And that was already in the menu before we went there. I'm pretty sure that's just a typo. They definitely meant David's Pizza Rules. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next vegan burrito or vegan burger in Albany expedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the Twine Ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. And finally, let's check out what's
0: happening in Dave Nathan's 2000 Weird Al Podcast related news.
1: Last week, podcast subscribers saw that we released the ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode 49 Centimeter, a review of Weird Al's concert in Copenhagen, Denmark. Now, since neither of us were actually at the show, we are joined by
0: special guest ludicrous Laurie McMillan, who takes us through the concert and reports on all the ridiculous items that Ethan and I usually keep an eye out for. Now, Dave, it's
1: been a while since we've done a definitive top five Weird Al song ranking. We haven't done one since 2021, which was exactly 71 inches ago. All right. And it wasn't hard to choose which album to cover. But ultimately, we
0: decided to give back and use our platform to promote Weird Al's lowest charting album
1: as a special gift for Al on his birthday. And I'm sure that once this episode drops, Polka Party will surely be certified gold Or at least Certified Pyrite.
0: All right, so before we get into the ranking, let's get into the actual album itself. So Polka Party, we mentioned, was Weird Al's fourth studio album. It followed Dare to be Stupid, and it preceded Even Worse. It was released, appropriately enough, on October 21st, 1986. And Ethan, that was before you were born.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, before I was born. And just a couple days ago was the 37-year anniversary of the release.
0: Yet most songs were recorded from April 22nd through September 1st of that year. The album was produced by Rick Derringer, and it peaked at number 177 on the Billboard 200, which is his lowest charting studio album. Regardless of that, it was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Comedy Recording, and it also has no certifications, as we mentioned, by RIAA, one of very few albums, the other two being the
1: UHF soundtrack and Poodle Hat. And what's pretty crazy, you mentioned that it was nominated for a Grammy Award. It lost to a Bill Cosby record. (laughs) I just have to say they totally got it wrong. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) got it wrong now that uh, we know what was going on with Bill Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, in hindsight, it probably wasn't a good
0: choice. They probably should have went with Polka Party. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, there were two singles that were released from this album, Living with a Hernia and Christmas at Ground Zero. And unlike most other albums, there was no tour to support this album. Instead, Al opted to open for the Monkees, or as uh, we like to think, the Monkees closed for Weirdo. <laughs>
1: And in case you may have forgotten how the definitive top five works, you know, in the past 71 inches, let me give you a little bit of a refresher. So ultimately the goal is Dave and I will determine collectively what the top five songs in order are for Polka Party. I will share my top five list, and Dave will share his top five list, each starting at five. We don't know each other's lists. We will probably end up arguing. We will probably end up yelling. We will probably end up crying. But at the end of this, we will have a definitive top five, and we will take an opportunity to talk about each song as they're presented in the lists. All right, and to refresh everyone's memory, these songs
0: are Starting in Order, Living with a Hernia, Dog Eat Dog,
1: Addicted to Spuds, One of Those Days, and Polka Party. And the final five, or side two, Here's Johnny, Don't Wear Those Shoes, Toothless People, Good Enough for Now, and Christmas at Ground Zero. All right, Ethan, let's start this off. How about you take the honor and go first? What is your number five song? Now, I have to say, in general, this was kind of tough. I think my five songs were there. Like I knew which songs I wanted in my top five, but it was really tough ordering them. Uh, so, with that uh, out of the way, let me s- present my number five pick is a Weird Al original, One of Those Days. Okay,
0: interesting choice. One of Those Days that actually did make my list, not at number five. It's a little bit higher, Oh, but I'm curious to hear some of your reasons why you ranked the One of Those Days as your number
1: five. One of Those Days is just... One of those songs that is very funny. There's a lot of jokes throughout it. There's a great, you know, kind of Weird Al narrator point of view where terrible things are happening all around him. But, you know, the the minute things are, are what cause the biggest gripes. And I know we've kind of had that theme in other Weird Al songs, but this one is just really funny to me and... I feel like as I've gotten older, I've appreciated some of the (laughs) things in it even more.
0: Yeah, I really like the the song. I like how uh, this person is having like a really bad luck from and like the things that are going wrong with this person. Everything from like the most trivial things to the most horrible and horrendous <laughs> things possible. Like you know, starts out you know I lost one of my socks in the dryer. Okay, you know you know okay. And then you know I can't find my wallet. Okay, that kind of sucks a little bit. But then and my hair is on fire. Holy crap! You know that that's like uh, you know something horrible and horrendous. Also love about this song. Is that how the person equates everything that's going on equally, all the incidents, you know, he doesn't give priority to his hair being on fire or, you know, over losing one of the socks in the dryer or, you know, uh, you know, the world blew up and now everybody's dead, you know, it's like. It's just—it's the crazy how uh, just whatever's going wrong with this person, it's equally as important as you know anything else in the song.
1: I wrote an article for one of those like kind of listicle kind of websites uh, a few years ago, and I wrote about what are the darkest Weird Al songs. And one thing I said that really added weight to a Weird Al song being dark was how many people die. And I, I think this was my number one darkest Weird Al song because <laughs> literally everyone dies <laughs> within the song. <laughs> what I can never figure
0: out is if everyone dies in the song, who is singing it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it just maybe. He saw the the bomb coming and he just (laughs) recorded it preemptively. And now we are an alien race listening to. (laughs) I don't know. All right. The
0: other thing I should mention is that one of those days was released as the B-side on the Christmas at Ground Zero single. Excellent. Well, Dave, tell us, what is your
1: number five
0: pick? All right. Well, my number five pick is also a Weird Al original. This time it is a style parody of the Talking Heads. I put number five, Dog Eat
1: Dog. Wow. Now, Dog Eat Dog, I think is an incredible song, and it actually is on my list, but in a higher position. Why did you put it at number five? I
0: just felt that the other songs that I had ranked were a little bit better. I mean, I love Dog Eat Dog, especially seeing it in concert on the Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-indulged Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. Oh, yeah. It was awesome seeing those lights bouncing back and forth. <laughs> it's incredible seeing Weird Al doing the David Byrne impersonation, um, not just, you know, on this past tour, but on previous tours, he's done it as well. Um, and the big white suit that he used to wear it was incredible. <laughs> not to mention the hand signals he does during the song. Yes, <laughs> of course. I don't know. It's just, uh, in general, you know, I really enjoyed this song. I work in a corporate, you know, office, uh, so I'm very familiar with, you know, the corporate office life. I like how Weird Al sort of wrote this song from the very brief, you know experience that he had in an office setting, you know, and then uh, how first he kind of thought it was great. And then after a while he realized, you know, how just repetitive office life is and, you know, his <laughs> what he needs to do to fill his time. I, I like this song a lot, but yes, it, it felt the other songs were a little bit stronger.
1: So I put those a little bit higher. Again, I think for me, the reason that it ranks even higher than five is because of maybe how many times I heard it on the last tour <laughs> and how much I enjoyed <laughs> seeing it live. And, you know, I love when Al does, you know, an intro to a song and, and he would often talk about writing this song as if David Byrne did not go on to find success with the Talking Heads and if he went into corporate America. So it's, <laughs> yes. it's kind of fun to, to think about it from that perspective.
0: Yes, it's definitely a fan favorite. And I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of people yelling at me for putting it number five on my list <laughs> and not higher. We'll have that argument
1: later this episode, Dave. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs>
0: All right, Ethan, why don't you uh, take us into your number four?
1: My number four song, yet another Weird Al original, Christmas at Ground Zero.
0: Whoa, whoa. i little surprised it's that low on your list, but yes, it was on my
1: list as well. But yes, uh, why did you put Christmas at Ground Zero at number four? Well, I put Christmas at Ground Zero at number four because it is... One of my favorite songs on this album, my number fourth favorite. Uh, I love the song. I love the video. Of course, the video was Weird Al's directorial debut. And it's a lot of stock footage. And it just is a precursor to those really funny ones we got. Like the ones from Ring With Scissors, the germs one and the dirt one. It's just, it's a really funny song. It sounds like it could be an actual Christmas song. And I mean, it is an actual Christmas song. It just is a bit darker. Uh, Another one that made my darkest Weird Al songs list. (laughs) I really enjoy the song and I really enjoyed getting to see it. Every once in a while, and I know it wasn't one of the more popular ones for him to play on the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised Vanity Tour, but it was always a treat when it came up. I love hearing it live. And I really love that special version we got to hear. Where was that? In Santa Barbara? The... <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, Santa Barbara.
1: <laughs> in Yeah, in Santa Barbara, the double atomic bomb version. I think Ranks is <laughs> right? my number one favorite <laughs> version of that song. <laughs> Yes, we definitely talked about
0: this on Christmas at Ground Zero quite a bit when we did our holiday ranking episode. But yeah, uh so this was the second single off of the album it was released it was released in November 1986. You met, like you mentioned it was a style parody of Christmas songs and uh the first of his two Christmas songs, the other one of course being The Night Santa Went Crazy. This does have that special alternative mix on the back of the headline new single yep. which uh still consider to be the exact same song but just with a different <laughs> title. I know there are differences don't write in. <laughs> But yeah, it's just a stereotypical Christmas song set to a nuclear apocalypse. It's really uh, fun. And uh, a little history behind the song. It was actually inspired by uh, Scotty Brothers when they insisted that Weird Al do a Christmas album. And uh, this was his answer to that. And uh, they sort of stopped asking him about Christmas albums after that. But yeah, she mentioned the, the low-budget music video, and mostly Stockfoot is the one scene that was filmed in the Bronx, actually. And it was also, you mentioned Al's directing debut, and the video has a cameo by Ronald Reagan, <laughs> ex-president. <laughs> All right, Dave, you've heard my number four. What is your number four pick? My number four pick is a Weird Al parody, the parody of Addicted to Love by Robert Palmer, Addicted
1: to Spuds. Ooh, All right. The same way that you reacted to my (laughs) Christmas at Grunts, you were being at four. I'm reacting to your Addicted to Spuds being at four. It is on my list, (laughs) but it is much higher than four. Well, I did have a little trouble with
0: this one. because I think I moved this one up and down the list quite a bit. This song actually has... uh... Nostalgic uh, for me, because I used to listen to it all the time. I actually um back before you know caller i d and all that stuff, I used to do prank phone calls with this song. I would leave uh, <laughs> all the lyrics to this song on on people's answering machines so uh so this was a lot of fun, so this had a lot of, this brings back a lot of fun memories for me, but yeah, uh, the song is of course, about a person who's obsessed with potatoes, and uh I do remember seeing this song. On the Off the Deep End tour, where he had giant Mister Potato heads <laughs> up on stage in place of the uh, women dancers that are parodied in the uh, video, which of course the, he didn't put out a video for this song, but he did later parody the original "Addicted to Love" video in UHF. Right. Uh, so um, in the music video for did, UHF. In the music video for UHF, yes. So yeah, uh, I just I, this song is a lot of nostalgic for me, so I. I think it's a funny song, I like it, and uh, that's why I put it on my list.
1: Well, I personally love the song, and I will make an argument for it later this episode. Uh, But Dave, I've gone first the last two times, why don't you give us your number three pick? Okay, well we already talked about my number three pick, and that is One of Those Days... That is so funny that your number three is one of those days and my number five is one of those days because your number five was Doggy Dog and my th- number three is Doggy Dog. So <laughs> we just sort of have crisscrossed our threes and fives. Obviously, One of Those Days is a song I appreciate and I, I think it, it definitely deserves a place in Weird Al's definitive top five songs on Polka Party. I agree. I agree. All right, so let's take a look at Ethan, your number 2. So my number 2 and this is, you know, this is getting pretty hairy because we're we're getting up to the the top here. My number 2 is a parody. It's a parody of James Brown's Living in America, Weird Al's version of course, living with a hernia.
0: <laughs> you know what? I think we're on sync on this one because my number 2 is also living with a hernia. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> Oh, man, I'm I'm kind of writing down yours as you're saying them, and I'm looking at my list, and I think I know what your number one is going to be, and I think you can probably <laughs> guess what my number one's going to be. But while we're here at number two, while we both agree on living with a hernia, let's talk about the song.
0: Sure. Okay, so like you mentioned, it was a parody of Living in America by James Brown, uh, which was the theme to the movie Rocky IV. This of course was the first single off of the album, and Weird Al did a music video parody of it, which we, you know, learned is on the same stage that James Brown filmed his video. Um, and of course, Weird Al's James Brown impression and dancing <laughs> are spot on. Oh my gosh, I was watching the video earlier today, and I was just. Dying laughing at just (laughs) how perfect Weird Al's James Brown impression is. You know, if you watch the two videos back to back—the James Brown one and the the Weird Al one—you just
1: you just have to crack up. He's James Brown living with a hernia. (laughs) He is. is He is. He's amazing. He's amazing. The song is so great, and I think it's absolutely accentuated by that video. That video is hilarious, and it's a standout for me among you know Weird Al's live-action music videos. And of course, seeing it live and and Al doing uh, the costume and the whole, you know, James Brown impersonation on stage is always a highlight for me.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So this is another song that Scotty Brothers actually uh, asked Al to do. They wanted Al to parody a musician that was on their label. James Brown was on their label. And then, of course, when Living in America was a big hit, you know, they kind of insisted that Al parody that song so that... uh, I think it worked out for Weird Al, you know. But yeah, uh, some of the, my favorite parts about this song, you know, I just – I love it when uh, Weird Al, you know, says that it hurts the bowl. I don't know why. That just makes me <laughs> laugh every time. <laughs> Especially in the video where he walks up and yeah. the, ball, the ball just drops out and rolls slowly oh, yeah. down the alley. <laughs> um, th- this, this song definitely was uh, enhanced quite a bit by the video, I think. You know, and then, of course, uh, the part where in the original song, James Brown is singing all about these American cities and Weird Al takes that spot and he lists out all the different types of hernias (laughs) that you can get in the classroom setting. You know, it's amazing, you know. Um, And then, of course, the shout out to David Letterman, you know, second shout out on the album, I guess the other one would have been in Dog Eat Dog, where the top 10 hernias of the week, top 10 list that that David was famous for doing. So, yeah, it's just, just in general that just... Every time I you know, listen to this song, I, I just realize how brilliant it is. And uh, yeah, one of two, I think, medical songs that are on this uh, album.
1: <laughs> and uh, you, you talked about the part where he goes through the different types of hernias. And whenever someone tells me they had a hernia or I hear about hernias, I have to like go into my head and go like incomplete epigastric. Like I I go through them in my head and I'm like, (laughs) which one did you have? (laughs) I don't know why. It's like, it's just one of those things where it's like, well, I have that knowledge locked away in my head. I might as well put it to somewhat use.
0: (laughs) I know. I never would have realized that there were that many different hernias (laughs) if I had not heard this song.
1: Luckily, we settled down and Al clued us in. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we agree on something here, Dave Because I think the number one spot is going to be pretty difficult for us to argue (coughs) I will go ahead and I will say that your number four song was my number one My number one is Addicted to Spuds I think this song is just so funny I think I've told this story on the podcast before But when I was a kid, I had this big argument with these two other guys who were like in my elementary school? Who were like the other Weird Al fans, and they said that Spuds was a nickname for drugs, and I was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> it, the song is literally about potatoes. Like, if you listen to the song, and we got in this big argument, and they like they like laughed at me, they like you know acted like I was an idiot. And I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> so. Joke's on you guys. You're definitely wrong. I do not think there's anything (laughs) in that song to (laughs) to suggest that it's about drugs because it's quite literally only about potatoes. Uh, I think it's just such a (laughs) funny song. Maybe hearing it on the food album is what really cemented it for me because I would listen to the food album nonstop as a kid. So that just immediately has a deep place in my heart as maybe one of my favorite Weird Al songs. So Uh, I had to put Addicted to Spuds at my number one. That's a solid argument. That's a good argument. It's interesting that you mentioned the alternate meanings
0: for Spuds. There actually used to be this mascot. I think it was for Bud Light. Spuds McKenzie was really big at the time. And for a while, I I guess, was thinking that the song might have been, you know, a reference to Addicted to Spuds McKenzie because... That mascot was all over the place and I was a big fan of Spuds McKenzie merchandise and everything. So uh, maybe in my mind I wanted it to be about the dog, but no, it was about potatoes, (laughs) not drugs, not dogs, but potatoes. Yeah, uh, you're right. And my number one, uh, we already talked about Christmas at Ground Zero. It's just to me, you know, when I think of the Polka Party album, that is really the first song that pops into my mind. It's a great, great Christmas song. It should be on every Christmas playlist. And yes, when it was played during the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour, it was one of the songs that I Always was hoping I'd get to hear, you know, out of the two Christmas songs that he right. did. Uh, I was always hoping it was that one because that was uh, my favorite of the the Christmas songs and my favorite, uh, my favorite, you know, the rarest of one to hear and one of, and obviously my favorite off of the polka party. album.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue because honestly, there's so many great songs on this album, so it's it's hard because I also love Christmas at Ground Zero. I was kind of mentioning how my three and your five are swapped for each other. Well, also my one and your four and vice versa are swapped. So it's it's kind of interesting how that that worked out. What that tells me, Dave, is that we have our songs for the top five. We know which ones are going in the top five because I think so. <laughs> we just have to figure
0: out the order. Before we get into that, let, let's just go through the rest of the uh, the songs on the
1: album. I was just going to suggest that, Dave. Let me give you uh, some honorable mentions. Let's see if those match up, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up having two honorable mentions for this album. My first honorable mention, I guess, ranked higher of the two honorable mentions. My, my theoretical sixth uh, song was Good Enough <laughs> for Now. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. That was my number six song as well, my honorable mention number one. Good enough for now. I think we're really, really surprisingly in sync on this uh, oh, man, this Dave. album, more than we think.
1: Yeah, uh- <laughs> I mean, there there have been surprises. Like, we both agreed on Girls Just Want to Have Lunch, which was kind of a surprise, I think, to listeners. But usually we do have a bit different ideas when it comes to it, and it, it's very bizarre how, how close we're feeling. My argument for why good enough for now is deserves an honorable mention is uh i had something happen a couple years ago that it just like anytime i hear this song i can't help but think about so i'm at my friend's house and they have their friend over who i'd never met before and she was telling us that she is uh you know dating this new guy and she was very upset because she got a text from him while we were there where literally he wrote in the text that she's an above average girl (laughs) Wow, And I was like, you have to listen to this Weird Al song. (laughs) The guy literally said that. He wasn't trying to be bad. I think he just honestly thought that was a compliment in some way. But she was like crying. And it was hilarious because I played her good enough for now. And of course, the lyric goes, you're an above average lady. And now I can't hear this song without thinking of that situation. (laughs) So very memorable (laughs) uh, for me. Good enough for now. Yep.
0: Uh, again, this is the like we mentioned, a style parody of a country song and like love song, country love songs. Somebody who's sort of settling on the lover until something better comes along. You know, I always thought that this would be like a really great wedding song. I know a lot of people will will say, you know, oh, you don't love me anymore. That should be my wedding song. But I always thought this would be the perfect wedding song um, for two Weird Al fans. Obviously, right. both of them in on the joke. Just uh, I love that it's also that the song is a compliment, you know, and then followed by an insult or a qualification, you know, every single time. Um, And this is like one of Weird Al's twisted love songs, you know, which uh, sort of leads me into the my other honorable mention. Don't wear those shoes, which I kind of think of
1: as a love song as well. Oh, interesting. So don't wear those shoes is not one of my honorable mentions. uh, If you want to talk about that song a little bit more. Sure. This is an original.
0: Though Weird Al has said that the opening is sort of inspired by the Kinks, and uh, he mentioned that in one of the Ask Als. Um, And this song is sort of is very, very specifically the uh, person singing this song is begging his partner not to wear a very specific (laughs) pair of shoes. We don't know what these shoes look like. We don't know why this person hates these shoes so much, but. This person would rather do pretty much anything in the world than than have their partner wear these shoes. Um, he'd, they'd wreck their car. You know, they'd shave off all their hair. You know, they'd play Twisted Sister every night. I love the Twisted <laughs> Sister shout out, which is probably what made this one of my honorable mentions just for that Twisted Sister line. And then, you know, you would even let her expose herself on the six o'clock news <laughs> You know, just just anything like these shoes have got to be the absolute worst, most horrendous things in the world. I can't even imagine how bad they are. And just to wrap things up, it was the B side for the living with a hernia single.
1: I feel like don't wear those shoes is kind of, you know, in Weird Al lore. It's kind of like, what do they make at the factory? We never know (laughs) what they make in the factory. We're never going to know what these shoes look like. So it's, you know, everyone has their own perception of maybe the worst pair of shoes they've ever seen (laughs) Um, which is is very fun. And I do love that song, but it did not make my honorable mentions because I gave myself only two slots for honorable mentions. I don't know if that's a rule, but that's all I did. My second honorable mention is a parody. It's a parody of Who's Johnny by L. DeBarge. It is Here's Johnny. Wow, from the film *Short Circuit*. Yeah, that—that <laughs> that obviously we've got. I've
0: only uh, also did two honorable mentions. I don't know if that's a hard set rule or not either. But uh, no, here's Johnny. Did not make my list again. This is this is a cool song. It's a love song to Ed McMahon, who later we find out went to go live with the Yankovics in *There's No Going Home*, the Disney special, <laughs>
1: uh, where of course
0: Ed rents Weird Al's room. <laughs> and in the song, Ed McMahon does not appear in the song uh, the, those voices of Ed McMahon are by John Rourke, who does an incredible Ed McMahon impression, so those it yeah it's a it's a fun song, interesting,
1: major list.: I'm wondering if you know why this has a personal connection to me? Do you know the reason? <laughs> Uh, because you were on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? (laughs) Heyo! No, (laughs) heyo, literally since phones had the ability, cell phones had the ability to have a custom ringtone, I've isolated that part of the song where it goes, heyo, heyo, and that has been my text ringtone for as long as I can remember, (laughs) and anyone who, like, drives in the car with me when my phone is like hooked up through the stereo system and that goes off. It always scares the crap out of people. (laughs) what the heck is that? But it is like, it's synonymous in my brain with just like, getting a text message and, you know, getting a text message is always like this, you know, this boost of serotonin and it's, it's a very good noise. So it's bizarre when I listen to the song and I hear that because I'm like, Hey, my text message thing is in a song. But then I remember, (laughs) oh yeah, of course that's where I got it. But because I have heard that little clip, maybe more than any other Weird Al song in the past, you know, decade or so, I had to give it an honorable mention.
0: That, that's, a, that's a good enough reason Hey, if it's got nostalgia for it any, re- any reason
1: is a good enough reason To put it on your
0: list One more piece of trivia Peter Wolf, the man who wrote the original Who's Johnny song He liked uh, Weird Al's parody idea so much That he brought the floppy disk program That had all the synth parts Into the studio for Al to use
1: Oh, very cool Yeah,
0: I, that was an interesting piece of trivia That I don't think I knew Until we
1: were doing research for this album Well, between the two of us, we have now covered eight of the 10 songs. We've covered 80% of the album. There's just two left. So let's just talk about those real quick and then we'll get back to the hard part, which is determining together collectively the top five songs in order. All right, I want to talk about
0: the Toothless People song. (laughs) Of course, a parody of another movie song, the theme to the 1986 film Ruthless People. It's a parody of the song Ruthless People by Mick Jagger. And I think uh, Al took a big chance on this one. Uh, The story, as I understand it, is that he saw Mick Jagger's doing a theme to a film. This song is going to be huge. He thought that Ruthless People would be a big hit. Turns out that the original movie never really caught on, so the song never really caught on. The film kind of flopped. Uh, but because Al already had the permission he went through, it was all sort of set up to go. He felt he would go ahead with the song, and he also felt it might be an insult to Mick to not record the parody after going through all the hoops to get permission for
1: it. I don't think this is an unpopular opinion for me to share. I think uh, I've heard other Weird Al fans talk about this being one of their least favorite Weird Al songs. And i it's not because of the music, it's more because of the tone of the song being kind of derogatory against people who don't have teeth. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the joke and it's its in good fun, but it, it didn't really age well, I guess, in a sense that it, it just seems a little mean-spirited and it's a little out of the normal uh, Weird Al theme of you know poking fun and... You know, with a wink, and there's not really a whole lot of wink in there uh, for this song. So it's it's not one of my favorites. I do like the song because even the the worst Weird Al song is still better than any other <laughs> song out there, in my opinion. But I was thinking about it, you know, if, if Al was really dead set on on parodying Ruthless People, which it sounds like he was. There's not many other options for things that rhyme <laughs> with ruthless, so <laughs> I got to give Al the benefit of the doubt. There, I mean, he could have gone with boothless people, which you know, <laughs> you know, you know, maybe uh, people really like sitting at booths and in diners and restaurants, and you know, these it could be a song about people who uh, have to sit in the you know the. The chairs. <laughs> um, <laughs> it could have been about roofless people, people who are missing their roofs. Um, <laughs> although that then gets into kind of the mean spirited, the unhoused people, you know, debate there. Out of outside of that, I, I guess Toothless People maybe was the best option. So Al was really doing the best with what he had to work with.
0: Yeah, I don't think there was too many options other than Toothless People. And I think it was, <laughs> the song was hurt a little bit by uh, the original song, Ruthless People, just not being a, a big hit at all. Um, uh, so definitely. And this was, uh, of course, Weird Al's first of his two dentist songs, uh, the other being Cavity Search. Uh, <laughs> and of course, you like, you mentioned about the song is about you know people who've lost their teeth through the bad oral hygiene and uh, their teeth you know calling them old and feeble so yeah i see your point you know it wasn't the most uh, friendly song at there uh, but at least they don't have to
1: worry about cavities <laughs> that leaves just one song and that is of course the uh, the title track from the album polka party
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah, Polka Party. Uh, In my opinion, you know, this was not one of Weird Al's best polkas. There's, you know, a few standout songs in there. It's interesting. You know, he did uh, work Aretha Franklin into a polka, as well as, of course... uh, (laughs) Madonna, you know, she had previously been parodied <laughs> on Dare to be Stupid, uh, but now she's in a polka as well. Janet Jackson, you know, made the polka. The Rolling Stones, interestingly, made the polka as well. And, of course, they would later go on to get their own polka off of the UHF soundtrack. But interesting, yeah, uh, some interesting choices. You know, Eddie Murphy was in the polka as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting um, choice. Probably the most interesting thing to me about this polka is that there actually is an alternate live version of this polka which was played on mtv's new year's eve 1987 and basically the difference is that papa don't preach is replaced by everybody have fun tonight by wang chung where weird al substitutes the lyrics everybody weird al tonight instead and then it sort of ends with a reprise of the uh sledgehammer song so yeah uh, it's it's interesting that he changed it when he did it live on mtv
1: one thing that i love about this song i don't know if this is intentional or me reading into things but the kind of in the sledgehammer part the kind of ding ding reminds me of the beatles song maxwell's silver hammer which is my favorite beatles song and maybe that's why it's my favorite Beatles song, because <laughs> it reminds me of Polka Party by Weird Al.
0: <laughs> yep, and real quickly, we'll go over the list. Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Susudio by Phil Collins. Party all the time. Eddie Murphy. Say You, Say Me by Lionel Richie. Freeway of Love by Aretha Franklin. What You Need by NXS. The Harlem Shuffle by Rolling Stones. Of course, the, he changes it to the Harlem Polka. Venus by <laughs> Bananarama. Nasty by Janet Jackson. Rock Me Amadeus by Falco, Shout
1: by Tears for Fears, and Papa Don't Preach by Madonna. All right, Dave, now it's the hard part. (laughs) (laughs) Now we got to uh, figure out the definitive top five. Just to refresh everybody, my top five, number one spot is Addicted to Spuds, then Living with a Hernia, Dog Eat Dog, Christmas at Ground Zero, and then my number five is One of Those Days. And my number one, Christmas at Ground Zero. Number
0: two, Living with a Hernia. Number three, One of Those Days. Number four, Addicted to
1: Spuds. And number five, Dog Eat Dog. Oh boy, Dave. This is going to be tough. I guess my first thing that I think is we both have Living with a Hernia at number two. We disagree at the number one spot. So I would propose we just put Living with a Hernia at number one. I think that that's, that's a fair compromise. And I think it's a deserving song to take that number one spot
0: yeah absolutely the original single off of the album the incredible music video that goes along with it you know the parodying of james brown you know the music icon you know i i agree with that choice living with a hernia um it was probably a tough choice although uh maybe not as tough i guess christmas at grounds is not my favorite but living with a hernia was definitely up there so I,
1: i would agree with that choice all right. Well, that that gets us down to uh, just a couple more. Obviously, you know, having my number one is your number four, and your number one is my number four makes it kind of tough. But I think that we should find a way to fit our number ones into the two and three spot. It's just a question of which one goes where. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you agree with that? Sure. I mean, my had my number one was Christmas at Ground Zero. I feel strongly that that is the best. Uh, track on on the album, I feel like you know um, that's the one that probably out of all the songs on the album gets the most plays. It gets played pretty much every Christmas. It's on a lot of people's Christmas song list. You know, it's a big hit when it comes up in concerts. People still talk about the Christmas at Ground Zero song more, I think, than they would talk
1: about Addicted to Spuds. <laughs> you know, I, I think just because of the double atomic bomb version <laughs> that we got to hear live that exclusive version just because of that i'm willing to edge it ahead and put it at number two as long as we secure addicted to spuds as number three
0: I mean, honestly, yes, I'm I'm fine with that. Addicted to spuds. Like I said, once I got past number one and number two, three, four, and five, I must have written them down and erased them multiple times and put them in different orders. <laughs> same. So, uh, so, I mean, honestly, you know, if you caught me on a different day, addicted to spuds might have been higher up on the list. So I have no problem putting that at number three.
1: Well, so now it comes to the, the, the hard part because my number three was dog eat dog. Your number three was one of those days but we each had them on each other's lists as five. So (laughs) (laughs) that's tough. I don't, I don't know at the same time. I agree with what you said. I love dog eat dog. I also love one of those days. So (laughs) it's kind of, it's kind of tough. <laughs> well, I'm going to apply the the same logic I
0: did for Christmas at Ground Zero to, to this argument. And I'm actually going to argue for your choice, the Dog Eat Dog, to move into number four. Because I think that that is the one out of those two songs that is probably more of a fan favorite probably more popular certainly definitely been performed a lot more on tours than uh one of those days so uh i'm i'm fine with putting dog eat dog at number four i think that's a fan favorite and i don't i think if we <laughs> didn't rank that anywhere somewhere on our top five list we would get a lot of nasty uh, three four seven spatula <laughs> phone calls
1: about it Well, I I can't argue against putting my choice uh, up in the next highest spot. I think even putting it number four, we are going to get nasty phone calls, (laughs) unfortunately, but uh, bring them on, folks, because we know, Dave, in our hearts that we are right, because this is the definitive top five and we cannot trust any, any other list. Yep, so that means that uh,
0: (laughs) one of those days slots into spot number five. So just to review our definitive top five, the official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, definitive top five songs off of Weird Al's fourth studio album, Polka Party, as defined by Dave and Ethan, the top historians
1: in Weird Al history. (laughs) Agreed upon Argued and agreed upon By the two number one historians In the world of Weird Al
0: (laughs) This list is final Once we carve it into
1: Intern Frank's forehead (laughs) And and we will not be the ones carving Frank will be carving into his own forehead On our behalf Yes. All right. So number five, one of those days. Our definitive, agreed upon number four song on Polka Party is Dog Eat Dog. And number three, agreed upon, Addicted to Spuds. And Dave, I just want to also point out we both agree that the song is about potatoes and not drugs, right? Yes. Definitively? Okay. <laughs> or
0: <laughs> dog mascots for beer companies. <laughs>
1: Number two, we both agree, is Christmas at Ground Zero. And rounding
0: out our definitive top five songs off of the Polka Party album,
1: number one on the list, we both agree, Living with a Hernia. Dave, they said it couldn't be done. We didn't think it could be done, but it's been done, and it actually went a lot smoother than I thought it would. (laughs) I'm pleasantly surprised. I
0: I thought uh, we might have a little... uh, little argument going on here, but yeah, I mean, this probably album was helped that it only has 10 songs on it. Um, So it's on the shorter side. Most of the songs actually, all, all the songs are, between three and four minutes long. So they're all about the same length. So we can't, there's no like super epic songs or super short songs. Um, honestly, uh, they're all between three and four minutes.
1: Well, we are curious, though, what you, the listeners, think. And, and we'd love to hear your wrong opinions. So feel free to let us know in the official Facebook group, group.2000inch.com. Give us a call, 347-SPATULA, and let us know. Or just send us a threatening email or letters to our houses.
0: All emails will be screened by our intern Frank So feel free to be as nasty as you want to him
1: And you know Dave We actually, we did get a phone call uh, On the 347 the Hotline Asking if we had any recommendations For a nice family uh, restaurant and bar You know, in the kind of Midwest area Specifically Darwin, Minnesota So it's really actually convenient That uh, we did get that call Because this episode is brought to you in part by vegan burrito restaurant Burrito Burrito, home of the two-pound double-wrapped-in quesadilla Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito your Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit BurritoSquared.com and WizardBurger.com to order ahead. David Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast
0: is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Wizard Burger, Jackson, Scoggins, and Discover Darwin. Our podcast is also supported by everyone in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing, close personal friend-level Patreon supporters, including Kenneth, Allison, Ajax, Blair, Kev, Ron, Scotto, Gus and Alicia, Zach, Danaby, UH Jeff, Adriana, Jake, Javier, Zeb, Matt, and also thanks to William and everyone else in our pretty stinking
1: majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our frighteningly friendly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name read on the podcast, your own private RSS feed, which gives you early access to each and every bonus episode and the self-satisfaction of doing something important with... Let's admit it, your otherwise meaningless, pitiful existence.
0: And now would be a good time to join if you have not joined already, because you will be the very first to hear each and every one of our remaining brand new, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes the very instant that they drop. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise shop over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases at that shop go directly towards supporting this fine,
1: frightening podcast. We love hearing from our listeners and from other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rump to Goody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests, over at 2000inch.com or weirdalpodcast.com. And while you are
0: there, make sure you are clicking on Read self-indulgent bonus episodes in order to follow along with our adventures on tour. And make sure you check out Black and White and Weird All Over bonus episodes for our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us
1: through his first book, page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, X, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast, it'll help your teeth stay nice and strong. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail via official, patent-pending, 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline 347-spatula, as seen in the 2023 Ringo Award-winning graphic novel The Illustrated Al: The Songs of Weird Al Yankovic. That number is 347-772-8852. Give it a call or a text, and you might even hear your message played or read in a future episode.
0: Dave and Ethan's 2000's Weird Al podcast wishes to thank Ajax, Jacksons Goggins. Chris Sear, our Weird Al-admiring, cartoon-loving geek of a friend from Canada, Jackie Rossi, UH Jeff Sarah, Adrian Vazquez, Jeff McClelland, Ron Jr., AlholicsAnonymous.com, John Bermuda Schwartz, and Jamie Kennedy. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song. Thank you to the Emmy-nominated Weird Al Yankovic as his podcast and definitive top five list probably would not exist without him. And a big thank you to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible.
1: Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. And until next time, remember to kill and chill, keep listening to Weird Al, and stay cheesy! Hey Dave, now that Halloween is right around the corner, what are you planning to dress up as this year?
0: Well, the baby bully outfit is very tempting, I think I'm just gonna go as my favorite podcast host. Oh, Gillette? No, I mean my favorite podcast host from my favorite podcast, Dave and Ethan's Two Thousand Inch Weird Al Podcast.
1: Oh, Dave and Ethan's Two Thousand Inch Weird Al Podcast! I love that podcast. <laughs> Which pretty stinking majestic host are you gonna dress up as? You know, I can't
0: remember his name. Uh, Is the one with the beard? He's my favorite one too. That was Dave Ethan's 2000 Weird Al podcast, episode 209. Everybody,
1: Everybody, Weird out tonight. tonight.
0: I'm pretty sure that's just a typo. They definitely meant, hey-oh, hey-oh.